evening headlights onto the accident that it looked like a football stadium on Friday night. Chains rattled, and clouds of red dust swirled everywhere as the field hands and Pete's uncles, summoned from their own family farm, made a frantic attempt at a rescue. Shut that engine off! Get the slack out! I said get the slack out! Back up, back up, back up! Can you see him? I said, can you see him? Daddy Ballard held Pete's mother back. Jack! She screamed his name over and over and over. At the center of it all was a massive red machine, his father's cotton picker turned upside down in a sinkhole like a cork in a bottle. One of its back wheels was still spinning against the night sky, like it was trying to run over the moon. Pete could hear, or maybe he just imagined, Clods of red clay splashing into the watery sinkhole far below the snowy clouds of cotton. And he knew, without anybody telling him, that his father was lost. Spotting him standing beside the truck, wide-eyed and horrified, Isaac came to pick him up. But with nowhere to take him, Isaac just walked around and around the truck, Pete's legs dangling like a rag doll. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right, we're gonna make it all right. Isaac was shaking. Pete heard a loud, booming crash as the trucks pulled the picker over onto its side to clear the hole. There he is, lower me down, hurry. That was Uncle Danny, his father's oldest brother. Isaac had stopped in a spot that kept Pete's back to the accident. Pull, everybody pull harder. There was a momentary silence before Pete heard the sound of water dripping off of something heavy. It reminded him of the sound his father's Sunday shirts made when his mother hand-washed them, plunging the saturated cloth up and down in the sink. Soon the field hands began to moan. Sweet Jesus. Mr. Jack. Only then did Pete realize it. Isaac was soaking wet. Chapter 2 October 12, 1962 Pete stood next to his mother at the head of a long line of family just outside the First Baptist Church of Glory, with Daddy Ballard and Aunt Geneva, his mother's only sister, behind them. It felt oddly like vacation Bible school, when the kids all lined up to march in and pledge their allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word, before adjourning to their classrooms to memorize the names of the disciples and decorate bars of soap to give their mothers on commencement night. Pete had tried hard to get all of his crying done last night, privately, in his room, sobbing into a pillow so his mother wouldn't hear. He couldn't bear the thought of making this day any harder for her than it already was. Grown men in the line were sniffling and dabbing at their eyes, but Pete remained stoic. Except for the sweat. He could feel it soaking the dress shirt underneath his suit coat. And because he had forgotten all about the white handkerchief in his pocket, he wiped his damp brow with the sleeve of his coat. How could it be this hot in October? That didn't make any sense. And why wasn't everybody talking about it? Grown people usually went on and on about the slightest hiccup in the weather. First Baptist was a pretty little church, 
Red brick with double white doors, arched windows, and a big iron bell hanging beneath the steeple. Just last Wednesday, the church held a business meeting and voted to modernize by starting a central air fund. But for now, the windows were slightly open to circulate the autumn air. And Pete could hear Miss Beulah Pryor finishing up Heaven Will Surely Be Worth It All on the organ. Soon she would play Precious Memories, which was what she always played when families marched in to bury their dead. As she began the opening strains, the undertaker opened the church door with one hand and summoned the family with the other. The sun shone so brightly in Pete's eyes that the man's face was just a featureless shadow. All he could see clearly was that spooky, beckoning arm. His legs felt like they were turning to sand, and he didn't think he could move. But somehow he managed, one foot ahead of the other, up the steps and down the aisle. Pete could feel the old man.